Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Johnny Nani. And we are here after an unfortunate seven to one loss to the Cincinnati Reds in Cincinnati. Before we get into this episode, be sure you're going to ONTAP Sportsnet. Dot com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you are giving us a five-star rating and review. Nani, it, it, I haven't been on the mic with you in a while, man, and uh, it, it's just good to be with you right now. It's, it's good to be with you. Yeah, I'm glad it synced up, Buzz. Uh, good to be back on here talking White Sox with you, even though, unfortunately, this is a loss. Um, usually, we'd be a little bit more uh, riled up right now, but it is hard to be after what you and Steve just discussed on yesterday's postgame show with the White Sox clinching uh, the first playoff berth since 2008. So um, I, I it's going to be hard for me to be upset about this. Uh, yeah, I wish I, they saw a little more life from the performance tonight, Buzz. But on the overall, uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, it's good to be back on here with you, drinking a few beers, uh, talking White Sox baseball about a playoff team. White Sox yeah, baseball. That, that, that's the biggest thing for me. It's still resonating. Absolutely. It's a playoff team, Johnny. That's first and foremost. And, you know, dude, like you said, we wanted to come out with a little bit more of a pep in our step tonight for the episode. But the team didn't really. So I think that this is going to have to be titled the hangover pod because yeah, it looked it like the, I think the team it's... was hung over. And we I I think you did like so many chugs for dubs yesterday. You're probably feeling it, too, because I joined you for a few of them. And yeah. uh, and uh, I took that one last hit of whiskey. Johnny, I shouldn't have done that. Because <laughs> I felt yeah. like crap getting up it, this morning. It's ba- bad. Okay. It was, it was that's, that's bad. when you woke up this morning. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking bad. Okay. It's real, real bad. Um, but yeah, this is definitely the hangover pod. Before we get into the breakdown of uh, today's game, Donnie, why don't we get into some uh, news that uh, transpired before before the game today, some early news that took place for the White Sox. Definitely, Buzz. A lot of shuffling uh, today uh, from names on the pitching staff here. So the big news, the big news was Garrett Crochet uh, recalled. He was the 11th overall pick of the White Sox in the 2020 draft. He is the first member of the 2020 draft to make it to the show. So uh, that was the big headliner news. um, But supplementary behind that. Evan Marshall, he goes to the 10-day injured list with shoulder inflammation. Han does believe he will be back by the Cubs series. That is the very last series of the year next weekend. And then Aaron Bummer, he traveled with the team. We haven't seen him since August 7th, Buzz. He did travel, though. They are on a seven-game road trip here. They got three in Cincy, three in Cleveland, completing the Ohio uh, trip here. And um, he's traveling with the team, though. Obviously not activated. I've not seen him tonight. He's not officially reinstated from the injured list. um, But he is traveling. And then uh, Carlos Rodon, still in Schaumburg. But on both of those names, Rick Hahn, uh, he was the one that met and gave all this information. Uh, Han said he hopes to see both of them before the end of the season. Uh, the other uh, last transaction that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because there was a lot of hype surrounding Crochet and then obviously a little concern with Marshall. Uh, but Ian Hamilton, uh, he was designated for assignment, too. That was the other move today, Buzz. Uh, that kind of sets the stage, though. Sometimes we wait for the news until after the game recap. Uh, but I think it kind of sets the stage nicely tonight because about the only exciting thing White Sox wise to talk about tonight is Garrett Crochet's debut. So for uh, on initial thoughts here, um, I'll just transition right into the game now, Buzz. You'd mentioned a 7-1 loss, but the bright spot is Garrett Crochet's debut, striking out two uh, and throwing smoke 
uh, in the process. Dude, I I knew he could throw fast, right? I, I knew he had some heat behind him, but 101, 100 consistently, and he was hitting that strike zone too. I mean, he was up high a couple times. Obviously, he bounced off, uh, he bounced off the ground twice, um, but he looked good. And, and and obviously, you know, no batters have seen him yet. And there's not like there's any like they said on the broadcast. There's not any minor league footage on him, you know. So if you're not if you weren't watching him at Tennessee, then you didn't know what the hell you're you know really getting into. He looked awesome, and you're right. That was one of the the bright spots of the game. I actually, Nani, I want to eat my words a little bit here. Um, I I thought a bright spot of the game tonight was going to be DJ being on the broadcast. Yeah. And um, Nani was not good. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> him, him and Jason didn't have a lot of um, chemistry together, and I felt like mm-hmm. they were kind of going at each other a little bit uh, during the broadcast there. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was just kind of weird, but I – it was nice to hear his voice on broadcast again, just because I, you know, I, I think uh, DJ, I think in 2005. So it's just kind of yeah. how my brain works with, with those kind of things. But other than that game related, Johnny, nothing good happened here, man. Steve got rocked. He just went two and two thirds. He let up five hits, um, six runs, all of them earned. He walked two and four home runs, Johnny. I, yeah. I, was a little, I was a little shocked by that, Johnny. I was. I was mm-hmm. a little shocked by that. I, I didn't think he'd get rocked that bad. Um, but here we are. Yeah. So, Buzz, um, while we're here, on, we'll just start from the beginning then um, when we're going into this game. I know I kind of jumped out a little bit in front with Crochet, but that just kind of transitioned uh, with the news that we had there. But um, I'll start from the beginning with uh, Stever. And, you know, it, when you give up the home run early, you know, Nick Castellanos is a good hitter, but Stever did hang that. That slider was out over the middle of the plate. Uh, it deserved to be hit a long way. And Castellanos, obviously, we know him from his time in Detroit. We saw him, um, granted, not playing against him, but uh, on the opposite side of town uh, at the very end of last year with the Cubs doing that same thing. He was unbelievably hot. Um, a guy that I tweeted out from Sox on Tampa, as I said, you know, um, even though we're in this great situation now where we're, we have a, you know, we are the first AL team to clinch a playoff spot and whatever, still never going to get my mind off of past, uh, you know, opportunities that we missed out on, especially when you're seeing no Marmazar out there. I tweeted out that um uh, Nick Castiano should be in the White Sox lineup, uh, not in the Reds lineup tonight. Yeah, so th- that was just my thought there. But um, on Stever there, that home run was in the first, so that kind of starts things off a little bit sour. Um, then he's clean second inning, so he, I think he shut down five in a row um, after and settled down a little bit there. Uh, but then Barnhart hits a solo shot in the third inning to make it 2-0 Reds. Votto with a solo shot also in the third to make it 3-0 Reds. Um, and Winker. Uh, with the three-run home run to make it 6-0 Reds. Those other ones were solo shots. Um, like I mentioned, you can kind of come back from that, and we've seen that, and, you know, especially with how potent the White Sox offense is. You think that three-run deficit should not be the end of the world. Obviously, it's not ideal, but you still feel like it's an attainable ball game. Um, but you saw Stever get a little bit rattled after that Votto home run, um, and there were some walks that ended up putting guys on there. So, um that's what led to the three run home run. And that broke the game open. And obviously um, the white Sox didn't even come close then uh, offensively there. So tough, tough go of it today for Stever buzz. But um, I think you can take a combination of both the Detroit game his very first start. And obviously you saw him with the jitters at first and that was an MLB debut um, and then combine it with this one and, you know, know that there's obviously stuff to work on, but I think Jordan Lazowski from Sox on 35th made a good point that this guy is, I, 
I had said that I, I thought he reached double A. He has not pitched above high A before this. So yeah. I, I yeah. think there's a little bit of slack to be had here, Buzz. Oh, yeah. I'm not mad at him at all. I mean, and and, and think about it. This is what me and Steve talked about last night on um, on Sox on Tap after the Sox clinched is uh, Cincinnati's on a roll right now, man. You know, they're they're on an absolute roll. So he came in against a pretty hot team. That's one, I think, like six in a row. So, it, you know, it was just that's what happens. You know, he, he came in against a hot team, you know, and he's a young pitcher. I'm not concerned about him. I was just kind of surprised. I think I I think I was surprised, Donnie, because I got in my head. He said, we clinched a playoff, so I fucking thought we were untouchable. And, of course, yeah. I start talking. I'm talking shit well, did, all day. You know, didn't the players <laughs> themselves say it. I th- it was it Luis Robert that said we feel invincible. It's like, yeah, yeah it's okay. that's good. To, it's nice to be in a spot to like say that. But it's at the same time, it's like this is a very humbling game. Baseball is right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like, like I told you, man, I was talking shit all day. So I'm not mad about <laughs> this kid. I probably brought the bad. Ju- I probably bought the bad juju, <laughs> which I try never to do that. You know me, man. I really don't. Oh, talk yeah, shit. you people. I, I'm very I'm always scared to talk shit because I feel like that karma is going to come and fucking get me. And I actually had a couple of my um, uh, my boss and, and one of my other co-workers from St. Louis were up today. And, you know, I was just like, we're going to make light of Cincinnati who beat the shit out of St. Louis all the time. And, you know, I was like, you guys suck. We already clinched a spot. What's up? And then as soon as the game ends, I got text messages, Johnny. <laughs> Because <laughs> see, it's my fault. I blew it. I I talk shit. And we you, lost. You blew it. You blew it. You That's blew the karma. It. That's the karma, Buzz. This is the when you get me and Buzz on together, it is the juju show. Uh, we are all about it. I, I don't like Steve and Tony can lay off it and they can see through that, but nah, you, you and me are all about it, and I, that, I, it matters. People, yeah, I, every show we did last year, I thought I thought we talked about Juju, and you know, it was just like, uh, man, I was like, you know, every time like I tweet something out, it's like I gotta give a shout out real quick. I know that's more towards the end of the episode, but while we're just on this topic, it's organic conversation is like White Sox Dave was talking shit so bad about the Yankees earlier. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm like, fuck, please stop it because you have way more clout than I do. So like, a real big Juju god is gonna see this and totally smite us. Yeah, I was like, you need knock the shit <laughs> off. Like, I'm terrified, dude. But um, yeah, I, I'm again, I'm not worried about Stever. You know, I just again ro- coming off that high of last night's win, I did, like you said, like Luis Roberts said, I felt invincible today. I yeah, just, I think it, it it was well deserved though because they did go on an absolute tear. What were they, twenty four and six or something like that? Yeah, it, it was over a stretch, ridiculous. just ridiculous. So you really do when you see ball like that being played uh especially after what we've witnessed the past three years buzz it really does make you feel like that and, and i think it's okay to let one slip obviously you never want to lose because winning is cool and tough that's socks on tap rule number one you never want to lose any ball game ever but there's a time to do it i i think it's forgivable in this instance like you said hangover pod here hangover game for the white Sox. uh you know damn well they got a little bit uh after it last night i know there's no on field alcohol celebrations. They're gonna they're gonna save that for when they you know the the big one for if they clinch the division. Um, I totally get that and I like that mentality because you know you're still striving towards that. You don't want Minnesota to creep back up. You want the best seating possible. Totally understand that, but you know there was some celebration going on. There is a lot of relief going on in that locker room. Oh, absolutely. There had to be. There absolutely had to be. And it, you know, like I said, we dropped this one game. That's fine. Let's come back tomorrow and, and, and you know, we'll hop on them. But after Stever leaves the game here, Gio Gonzalez comes in, Johnny. He he lets up two hits. He walks one. <clears throat> excuse me. 
and strikes out four. Gio didn't look too bad. Were you surprised to see him leave the game when he did? Um, I, I guess not because you had, you know, first of all, I thought, you know, even before crochet, I thought Ruiz would be an innings guy here, uh, at some point. So I probably would have thought that you say there was no crochet in the picture. You probably go to Ruiz after that. So no, it buzz. I actually wasn't really shocked that geo, uh, left because they still, he's still right in that range. If you remember, as soon as he came back from the injured list, uh, Ricky had said he's right in that two inning uh, range. So oh, that's I, right. I, yeah. I, I really, and he went two and a third today. So I would guess, you know, two threes where they're going to keep it uh, for him. And he obviously had to finish that inning for Stever and then through two of his own. So I, I really wasn't shocked uh, just where he's at in that um, and just getting him some work because it's been a while since the last time he pitched. So, right. So after he leaves the game, this was the biggest news that we had brought up in the beginning of the episode. You know, our first round pick, the 11th pick in the 2020 draft comes up. Garrett Crochet, and he's throwing absolute fire. He does one inning, Johnny. He strikes out two, and then in the notes here, I mean, that's that's awesome. That, that, that's awesome. 100.4 average fastball velocity. Yes. That's fucking awesome. Yes, yes, Buzz. And it, you know, it, all the comps, I think me and Tony were the ones that were on the post-draft uh, where we kind of just recapped each pick. And, you know, we we went light on the comps because a lot of, you know, people just with the body type and the delivery and being left-handed uh, brought up Chris Sale, naturally. Right. Um, uh, understandable just for that, but nobody's going to go and anoint him that, especially with the success that Chris Sale has had, um, especially with the White Sox and then winning a World Series with the Red Sox. Um, but... You know, it really does just the slinging motion. I'm not going to say the stuff, the, the slider does not, uh, you know, slide the same way Chris Sales does right. immediately. Granted, it was more fastball heavy, uh, but still, you're not looking at that. But the delivery, I mean, it really does the way he slings it a little bit, three quarters. I wouldn't say he drops down as far as Sale, but uh, the way he does it, and he's just so tall. He's so tall and lanky that you're going to get whip on the fastball, and that's why he was throwing. 100 on the first K, 101 uh, on the second punch out. Those are back-to-back hitters. Uh, so that's a pretty good debut uh, in my mind. Uh, you strike out the first two. And then uh, obviously induced a ground out uh, to first base uh, on the third one there. Um, so, I mean, I, I just am more than impressed with Garrett Crochet. And I think it's it's important to take it with a grain of salt. Absolutely. But um, people who were concerned or upset about the pick uh, at, at the time, you got to realize that, First of all, it was a COVID-shortened season for college ball this past year, and he was just coming off a shoulder injury. So obviously that's a concern. I totally get that, and we're seeing what's happened with Carlos Rodon over his time with the White Sox. So it's a totally legitimate concern to have. But if he's healthy, I think you got a taste tonight of what he's truly capable of. Absolutely, absolutely. And if that's actually what he's capable of, I mean, I think we got a, a true treat here going in, you know, as our last hot. I mean, let's be honest here. If the if the rebuild works out the way we want it to, that's going to be the last high pick we have for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I, totally. I, 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 yeah, I absolutely love seeing that he's already contributing to a certain extent here and that, you know, uh, realizing potential. And it shows a lot on Rick Hahn's part by by bringing him up to the show, um, saying "fuck service time." I know this kid's got talent. Let's win some ball games. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks volumes too. And you, I mean, you know, Johnny, I've been critical of that kind of stuff in the past, as, as you have of just leaving guys down. And when we think that they're, you know, um, ready to win, and like we did the same thing with Magical earlier in the year. But Han must, you know, I mean, obviously, what we're doing right now is awesome. We clinch a playoff spot, 
and, and we're you know we're going to the postseason. So he's he's trying to stock up with the talent and make it happen. So I I've got no problems with that whatsoever. I'm just yep. oh man, that, that, it was good shit to see him on the mound today. Um, I did want to get into uh, that other part of the sixth there because that's where the Sox get their lone and only run. The bases mm-hmm. were loaded, and uh, Eloy grounded <clears throat> grounds out and uh, Madrigal scored on that after Madrigal led off the inning. Did he not? Yeah, he led off the inning with a double. Yes, he did. And then there was a walk, and then Abreu got plunked, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. what happened there. And then Eloy grounded out there. Um, it was a broken bat uh, hit. Yeah. The yeah, bat broken. went further than the ball, literally. Yeah, yeah no you know, shit. It's like the joke all the time, but that literally happened. <laughs> yeah, and then that was the only run the Sox got. I mean, they left uh, total left on base for the Sox tonight, Johnny. I think it was four. Um, or, I'm sorry, maybe six. It was six, I'm sorry. Yeah, team left on base. They, there were six left on base tonight. Uh, they only had four hits, Johnny. So, um, Sox offense, like I said, hung over, man. Just hung over. Yeah. Yeah, definitely hangover game buzz. Uh, like you said, that was the only Sox run that came in the top of the six. Um, Joey Votto uh, off of Steve Ciszek, unfortunately, RBI double uh, in the seventh to add that last run for the Reds. Um, buzz, it, it's getting to a point where you're like questioning if Ciszek should even be on a postseason roster here. I, Johnny, I was actually talking to my dad about that, believe it or not. Um, I I don't <laughs> I don't want him in in big games. And, you know, I mean, who's to say, I mean, obviously tonight we were kind of getting fucking shellacked, you know, Yeah. Um, and every game is big because we want to clinch the division too. We don't want to just make the postseason, we want to, you know, clinch the division, at least I do, you know, but um, I just, C-Sheck is not the guy that I thought we signed. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly, he's, he's been pretty bad all year. Um, I just don't know. What does he got now? He like a five. It's plus five ERA. I just got to find five, five eight closed, nine. Yeah, five eight nine. That's nuts. So I mean, he's just not. He hasn't performed well, and uh, I'd rather go to a couple other arms in that bullpen before I get to him. That's for damn sure. Yeah, definitely, Buzz. I think we will um, see him a few more times down the stretch here, especially if you're trying to get those top guys, the the guys that you want to rely on in high leverage situations, getting those guys um, a little bit fresh for the playoffs. You will see some Steve Ciszek innings down the stretch here. So uh, it's it's not going to be the last time we see him in a White Sox uniform. But even if he is on a postseason roster, I guarantee um, the usage would be extremely sparse um, if you were to even crack that. Um, and I think that's a, a conversation that I, I don't want to talk about it now because um, there's still a little bit that can unfold. We still have more games in the regular season to play here. We can't get ahead of ourselves. So right, I think right. as soon as we get down towards the wire, that's a good conversation to have of who's here and who's not because who knows maybe he does figure something out um in in the outings that he will get coming up here or that be in further in this red series against cleveland against his former team in the cubs uh in in the final series of the year um but when we get down to the wire i think it's a legitimate conversation to have but definitely thought to keep in the back of your mind about does steve ciszek deserve a playoff roster spot and i'm not extremely technical um i was texting with our guy akins uh during the game and he asked uh would crochet make the cutoff for the uh, um, playoff roster. Some said he did. Some said he wouldn't. They need a special petition, whatever. 
I don't know those details off the top of my head. Um, I would have to go and look it up, and you're probably better off uh, going contacting somebody who is very dialed into all of that. I, I forget all the playoff rules. First of all, they changed them a million times leading up to it on us, uh, and I just don't know exactly. So I think we have to sort all of that out and see also a little bit more of this next week of play buzz before we even have those conversations. But I just wanted to bring that up as a uh, you know just something to keep in mind. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Just to cl- just to let you know and clarify, if you have not seen it yet, I uh, I did hear from two people that we are pretty good friends with here at the show that uh, Crochet is playoff eligible, and then whether or not that uh, that switch that you were talking about happens, even set, trying to set that roster happens, uh, he he is able to play if they do choose to go that route. Um, okay, good to know. Yeah, with him. Um, but other than that, man, I don't really have much else. I mean, after C-Shack, Ruiz came in. Uh, he struck out two. He looked good again. So um, I'll say that much. I didn't know if, you know, Cincinnati was just wanting to get the fuck out of there. So they were just trying to, you know, <laughs> be done with it or uh, or what. But Ruiz looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. Yeah. I, so I just one comment on Ruiz. Uh, when he was brought up and Danny Mennick was sent down uh, before the clinching game, um, there, there was a lot of uproar because obviously, you know, Danny Mendick's a good guy and he's a fan favorite dancing for dubs, all of that stuff. Um, but you know, down the stretch here, and like I'd mentioned, uh, the, I'm going to go back to the point that I made earlier, sound like a broken record here, but getting those guys that you want in high leverage situations, fresh for the playoff run here, um, Ruiz will be crucial in eating up some of these innings, uh, over these next couple of series buzz. So, um, it was nice to see him have a two strikeout clean one inning performance here, uh, uh, tonight so we'll have to gauge him as well because it's uh who do you want on the playoff roster and i don't think we're in a position to say who's on who's not yet but um th- these guys even in, in a game like this where it's garbage time when he came in there you know you're already down seven to one in this contest um it matters for those guys and trying to prove their worth and uh if you really really needed an inning out of him in the playoffs could you get it from him um this is a time for those guys to prove it so just uh, i'm not say, anointing him that yes he is now or no he's not absolutely banish him um but just you know uh, observations from this game since that's what we do here at socks on tap so that, that's all i've got uh for uh this one though um final thoughts on this one it was the hangover game this is a hangover pod um is what it is go back and get him tomorrow night Absolutely. And tomorrow night, Johnny, if I'm reading this right, tomorrow tomorrow is the 18th, right? Tomorrow is the 19th. Today's the 18th. Oh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow's the 19th. So tomorrow on the 19th, it's Dallas Keuchel against Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's an awesome pitching matchup. Um, and, and I don't know if you knew this, bro, but that's future White Sox pitcher Trevor Bauer. Oh, I'm on, I'm on board, Buzz. Totally on board. <laughs> yes. You, you, yep. I Sign me be- up. I might be one of those lames, Nani, who gets one of them fucking custom-made jerseys that says Bauer on it, and then I'll never wear it again when he doesn't come, but I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like the guys who got Machado ones. That can make <laughs> yeah, dude. But no, I um, I, I love Trevor Bauer, man. He, he's very, very good, so I'm, I'm a little nervous to pitch against him tomorrow because he's coming into the game, Johnny, with a 4-3 four, uh, four and three record, a 1.71 ERA in 58 innings pitch. He's let up 32 hits. He struck out 83 in 58 innings pitch, 83 strikeouts. He's walked 15, but he has let up seven bombs and the Sox like to hit dingers. So hopefully we can get to him a little bit there. And he's going up against diamond Dallas Keuchel, who's six and two making his return here off the IL. 
Uh, 2.19 ERA, Johnny, in 53 in the third innings pitch there. 44 hits uh, Dallas has um, let up with 32 strikeouts, 12 walks, and only two home runs on the year let up. So that is the pitching matchup tomorrow. Yeah, uh, for sure, Buzz. It's going to be a fun one to watch, no doubt. I mean, you get Dallas Keuchel, who has uh, been, uh, I think, undoubtedly the White Sox' most consistent starter. I think Lucas Giolito overall, stuff-wise, and you're talking about strikeouts and that kind of stuff, is the best White Sox starter. But the most consistent White Sox starter is Dallas Keuchel, um, no doubt about it. He is returning from the injured list. Uh, he was on there with back stiffness. Obviously, they skipped the start partially to set up playoff ro- uh, rotation, then also just give him that time that he needs to recover um so he lasts through on sunday september 6th at kansas city uh exited after five innings with that back tightness um but in that outing he was sharp five innings two hits uh no runs allowed no walks uh two strikeouts in that one bowers last outing was pretty damn stellar as well six and a third four hits uh one earned run two walks 12 strikeouts that was on monday granted against pittsburgh pirates but um they were taking care of business and uh he talked about the reds being hot here um, you know, and oh yeah, they played the Pirates before, but how did the White Sox help jumpstart themselves and do a nice run? They beat up on the Pirates a little bit too uh, themselves. So, uh, you know, it gives you confidence, gives you momentum. And I think the biggest thing here, Buzz, when I'm looking at this game, um, the White Sox are already clinched. And I'm not saying that's a reason to take the foot off the gas. And you absolutely shouldn't. Uh, you want to win every game, obviously. Once again, broken record, winning is cool and tough. Sox on tap rule number one. But the Reds are clawing and scratching for a playoff spot, and they were a team that underperformed uh, for much of the season before this recent stretch that they were on. This is the type of ball that they're capable of playing. Uh, what they did in the first half and most of the first half of the season, even bleeding over uh, past the trade deadline, too, uh, was a lot of underperforming for all the talent that they acquired. Because when you look at it uh, on the White Sox side, it worked out to a T here uh, with the signings and the young talent all blossoming at once uh, coming to fruition and the White Sox not even into the 20 loss category yet. Um, whereas the Reds were expected to do that in the National League buzz. Right. Absolutely. And, and just to kind of piggyback off your point about, you know, the Reds getting a jump start here. Um, you know, yeah, they started off a little bit slow, but they started beating the teams that they should beat. And that's what the Sox did. It's like when the Sox, you know, they were 18 and two against Detroit and Kansas City this year. Cincinnati is starting to beat the teams that they need to beat, and it's going to give them momentum because they are currently, Johnny, sitting as the second seed here in the NL Central. They're behind the Cubs. Yep. So yeah, they, Even with the slow start, yeah. Just yeah, with the slow start, they are blame, behind. Blame yeah. weak division there, Buzz. Oh, my God, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> Between Twins fans and Cub fans on Twitter this last 24 hours, and, you know, I don't like to do the whole calling out thing unless provoked. But, my God, dude. Like, seriously, if anybody is a Cub fan that listens to that show, I damn know I know no twin fans are listening to this show because they're not intelligent enough to find it. But it's just having, you know, that one guy, Ted. Who the fuck names our kid Ted, number one? Number two. <laughs> <laughs> number, number two, you're supposed to beat the teams that suck. And, like... Yeah. He's sitting here bragging on the Twins yesterday, right? I know I'm getting off track here, but the Twins beat up on us, Kansas City, and Detroit last year. That was a big reason why they won 100 fucking games. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, Cincinnati catching fire right now. It, it we, we can't take our foot off the gas pedal, Nani, but this team's hot and trying to get into the postseason. So it's just something to be, you know, aware of, and hopefully the Sox can – 
find their bats tomorrow against Trevor Bauer. I mean, who's a great pitcher, but again, you know, this offense has shown that it's potent. We know we can beat good teams as well as bad teams. So try to go into this game tomorrow and make it happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Buzz. Uh, Sticks are going to need to get going. I still anticipate a low-scoring game, though. Um, I would predict somewhere in the, you know, five to three, six to four range. Uh, that, that seems a little bit realistic uh, for this one. I wouldn't say that it's going to be a slugfest tomorrow, given Dallas Keuchel versus Trevor Bauer. Um, it'll be a dandy to watch. It will be on Fox, though. If you're tuning into your oh. like usual, um, just wanted to make that note uh, on NBC Sports Chicago, where all of those are. This will be a national broadcast game on Fox, 6.07 p.m. Central Time start um, for this one. So um, that, that's about all I had on that. Uh, last, I guess one last thing was that um, Tim Anderson did not play tonight. He got his first healthy off day. I know he had that little injury stint, 10-day injury list stint earlier in the season, much earlier. Um, but today was his first off day, and Nick Madrigal uh, let off, and good for him, uh, you know, two hits in the leadoff spot, so showing that he can do it um, wherever. That, that was nice to see, but Tim Anderson will be back in the lineup tomorrow. Um, I think that's a guarantee buzz, and uh, if we're rolling into picks to click, I mean, it's still yours if that was going to be it, but uh, who else better uh, than the straw that stirs a drink? Tim Anderson, that's mine. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Jose tomorrow, and a big reason I'm taking Jose tomorrow is because he was held hitless tonight, Johnny. That's uh, he's gonna be the MVP, and I believe that in my heart. And you're not gonna ha- hold him, uh, even though Trevor Bauer's a great pitcher. You're not gonna hold him two games in a row without a hit. It's not happening. So he's gonna make something happen tomorrow. Yeah, uh, absolutely, dude. Um, I agree wholeheartedly uh it's hard to keep a guy as hot as pedo down for too long we've seen that even uh, it was one thing you know we talked about dj on the broadcast a little bit just last comment on that there he did make a good point though um abreu looked like he was pressing a little bit uh at the end of that hit streak trying to keep it going and then uh after it was snapped he kind of unloaded again and was starting to drive the ball with more authority. So I thought that was a good observation uh, that DJ did make earlier on in the game uh, during one of those pedo at bats. So I really like that pick to click buzz. Um, I didn't mean to Jimmy, choose him two yeah. days in a row, but I did. No, I, dude, you go know. for it. it dude, it, it, there's no, there's that, that's the thing. People are like, oh, it's like, I got to pick this guy. I got to switch it up. And there's no rules here. We, we, hell, we picked pitchers before for all, that's, you know, that's you true. Know, there's no, there's no rules. We're, we're expanding upon that here at Sox on tip because that's what we do <laughs> we don't give a shit i'm taking Bray you two days in a row and it's yeah. good yeah oh fantastic yeah it's okay if you pick Bray you two days in a row i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> little trailer park boys reference yeah, yeah absolutely loved it <laughs> oh god now you got any shout outs today bro um, yeah, let me, let me find it really quick. So someone <laughs> uh, said that they had taken their sons for a walk along the lake tonight and uh, Sox on 35th tagged me in it because you know me uh, and I'm missing him big time. Larry Garcia is my guy, um, but he uh, obviously had the surgery and will likely be out for the rest of the season barring, you know, a, a deep run into the playoffs and if he could return as a bench player or whatnot. But um, nevertheless, I. Uh, Mark, uh, Nate ZC Rocker on Twitter. Uh, he and his sons got to meet Larry Garcia on the Chicago Lakefront tonight. Um, so shout out to Nate, Mark, uh, Nate ZC Rocker, and uh, Socks on 35th for tagging in it tagging me in it alerting me uh they got to see Larry. nice to see his smiling face again uh looks like he's doing well so uh yeah 
uh, Mark on Twitter and then Sox on 35th as well. Uh, it was good to see Lori's face. So that was my shout out for tonight. How about you? I'm going to shout out Herb. Yes, Herb. Yeah, I, I thought it was just uh, I texted him uh, today after um, I heard when he was on 670 on the Lawrence Holmes show, which is personally when I'm listening, when I listen to the radio, I do listen to uh, Lawrence Holmes, whether that's on that radio.com app after I listen, of course, socks on tap first, but um, I, I got to hear the shout out today. Um, not live. Unfortunately, it was like one day my bosses were in town. I didn't get to have the radio on in the office, but um, our dude, who was it? I think Alap told us that we had gotten shouted out first on our on yep. our on our group chat and uh, said that you know it was it was cool and listened back and Herb said that he celebrated last night by doing a hashtag chugs for dubs and shouted you uh, Tony and myself out. So I thought that yeah. was really cool and I'm I'm really appreciative to something like that because we do you know we work real hard here at Socks on Tap to bring good unique coverage uh, to the White Sox and have a fun time while we do it. So it was kind of cool to. Uh, I guess hear our podcast name on the radio. I mean, Herb's like Herb's our dude. He's our friend anyway. So it's like, you know, it's just cool that he used his, his platform and his job to kind of shout it out is what I'm getting at. So yeah, it, absolutely. Definitely appreciate I, it. I, I think it's a cliche thing to throw around uh, that they're friend of the show. And even if it's like loosely people like toss those things up, but Herb actually is because, you know, we yeah. talked with him, we've met up with him at uh one Oh eight events. Uh, we, we've seen him in person. We've had him here on, on this show uh, to talk with us about white Sox baseball and get into nitty gritty um, about the details of the team here. So I would say that um, first of all, it was awesome that he did that, but he is a true friend of the show and friend of all of us, because uh, even though like you had mentioned a little bit, you know, talking about this being the hangover one, I'd kind of kick that off because I wanted to see the virtual party since, you know, this would all be a party at Chinix or something. If we could all be together for a white Sox clincher, I wanted to get the virtual party going. So I kind of started that uh, with the chugs for dubs and shouting a bunch of people out and made that socks on tap thread um, just to see what, how everyone was celebrating. And, you know, we had guys with champagne, we had guys, with beers, guys, with shots, all of that. But uh, Herb joined in uh, after he was tagged by someone else. I, I don't think he was an initial tag of ours, but then he flipped it right back to all of us. Um, and so I had, I had to join back in for the third time, re-enter it. So, uh, yeah, the definitely uh, following up on yours, uh, shout out back to Herb as well. I'll play a little shout out tag here. Um, but uh, always great White Sox Twitter follow and a great guest whenever we can get him on the podcast. Absolutely, dude. Like we've had him on, like you said, on the Sox podcast in my previous life. He was on the uh, on the Outcast podcast. He was on our Bulls on Tap podcast as well. So Herb's always been helping us out. Like I said, I text, we text periodically about like the games and stuff like that. Just super cool dude. And I'm just super appreciative. So that was my shout out. And uh, other than that, Nani, I don't really, I don't really have much else, man. You got anything else? Uh, no, I just w- I want to see a little more uh, pep in the step tomorrow from the White Sox. That uh, is my last thing I know, and it's okay tonight. We, we're you know we've talked about it. We've called it uh, the Hangover Game, the Hangover Pod. That is what it is. Uh, I understand that, but it, it's time to get back to business tomorrow because there is still a division to win, Buzz. So uh, pep in the step tomorrow, national TV. Um, let's get after it. And I want Timmy to be the straw that stirs the drink because I feel like he thrives in those environments. So that's just my final thoughts. Uh, I'm done blowing hot air for tonight, Buzz. I love it. It's the straw that stirs the drink. I've never heard that before. 
that was uh, nwi steve we me and him recorded a post game and it was like a timmy you know like ridiculous three four hit performance or something like that um and he had said that uh so we titled it that uh the episode and i really liked the term and i'd I'd heard it in a little bit of other commentary previously but steve was the one that really brought the socks on tap so i guess a secondary shout out to nwi steve uh for assisting in my verbiage on my pick to click Oh, fantastic. Well, the only thing I have to lead out with is something that I've never thought I'd say in my life, but uh, I'm not going to say it the way that it just came in my head, but I'm going to shout out the uh, NBC uh, White Sox uh, page here because they just put thanks Cubs on Twitter. The Cubs just beat the Twins. Nice. So that's that's been, that's out. good for yeah, it's good for what we're trying to do here. Like I I, I would not be upset if a meteor hit the field. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, I'll, for I'll the definitely take more than the meteor buzz. The, oh yeah, the, okay. Yeah, the sinkhole. I'll take that. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah, totally get it. You know, definitely. But um, I, I will take that win from the Cubs to uh, keep Minnesota the fuck away from us. So that's yep. good. Other than that, I got nothing else. So everybody, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at socks on tap at ontap sportsnet and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you're giving us a five star rating and review. We'll be back tomorrow night. The game is on Fox, like Johnny said. Do not go to NBC Sports Chicago. It is on Fox on national TV tomorrow. We'll be back after the Sox Reds game tomorrow night. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today.